Reynolds without fouling right now. There is a seven-second disparity between the shot clock and the game clock. Jordan, yes! You know, it would have been better for Child to foul him all the way. Lock it in. There's like someone drilling next door to me right now. Can you hear yeah. it? Congratulate them on the set. This is the basketball buzz. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Logic and reason. With Zach Harper. Oh man, if you put Gordy in Atlanta, we can kiss Waz goodbye from Los Angeles. <laughs> Big Waz. Kristen's beautiful words about pop are the best advertisement for the CIA that I've ever heard in my entire life. I could eat the machine in the basement of Madison Square Garden, turning out hundred dollars bills. Yeah, this isn't for weed. This is a you know lifetime achievement award. <laughs> right now, I've been wanting to say that for a long time. South will rise again. I'll take oh that much. Oh <laughs> I'm just going to tell you what I think. I, I don't think it's inconsistent. You've been popped, right? Y- yes. <laughs> he may have big bones, but he doesn't have big meniscus. What? Why would I wear pants or shorts or anything? Everyone does well when you have good results. Produced by Jade Boy. Everyone tells them too well, they don't. Yes, yes it's This is a journey into sound. The mecca of basketball. <laughs> Everybody knows if you go back in time, don't do anything. The ramifications can be quite severe. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new depth. Welcome back to Chicago on a 74-degree night in the Windy City. The road team 10 up and 5 down in the last 15 NBA Finals games. That includes all three games Welcome to the Basket Buds edition of the Back to Back Podcast on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm Zach Harper. We got Trevon Edwards, Dave DeFour, Wasty Lambre, and Jade Hoist producing. And today's episode, we're wa- we watched an old game. We watched an old game. It's uh, it's something that's never been done before. Is people going on YouTube and watching a whole game? Turns out they've got a bunch of them on there. And so we watched Game Four of the 1993 NBA Finals between the Chicago Bulls and the Phoenix Suns, and it. Man, it's the re- so the reason I picked this game is, you know, we've had people pressuring ESPN to put out the Last Dance. It's a Michael Jordan like thousand part documentary that's coming out. Uh, it's supposed to come out in June after the finals. And now since we're all uh, quarantined and social distancing and uh, and trying to avoid the coronavirus or spreading the coronavirus, uh, you know, everyone's saying, hey, well, we don't have basketball anymore. Put out. Uh, Put out the last dance, and uh, ESPN now has changed that from June to coming soon. So we don't really know what that means yet, I don't think. But that watching like the trailer for that and some of that stuff got me thinking. All right, Mike at his peak for me was like 1993, and so and like he might like maybe he was better. He was definitely smarter and and knew how to you know manipulate things better when he came back uh, from 95 to 98. But for me, like. 93 is peak Michael Jordan, at least for for how I remember him. And so wanted to watch one of the games from the from the 93 finals. That was one of my favorite finals I've ever watched uh, as a kid. And so I looked looked it up and this one is on YouTube. And then I looked it up and it was the one I remembered of Mike cooking these guys. Grant with the block. Jordan around Marley. Just absolutely destroying this this Phoenix Suns team. Uh, spoiler alert: He goes for fifty five in this game. Trey, what did he shoot? What did uh, you say he, he shot? shot twenty six. No, no, twenty one of thirty seven. 
The yeah. Bulls struggled that game too, shooting 58% from the line. So it was an uncharacteristic game from Michael. Um, but he'd been struggling from the free throw line like all series. So um, not unfamiliar territory, but definitely uh, one of my favorite games of his. Um, and that's the thing. Like it wasn't even forced immediately. Like, you know, um, they got a lot of transition buckets. They like to run. Yeah. Um, obviously they, they, they ran a triangle, triangle tons, like maybe 90% of the game, which is still kind of not confusing, but real clunky to me. I mean, it, it creates a lot of space and sometimes, but it's normally ran through a big and luckily the bulls yeah. always kept a big man that could pass out of the high post or across the body. So like Bill Cartwright did a real good job at that. Um, but teams weren't really that smart. They weren't forcing Bill Cartwright to take that mid-range or Bill Cartwright knew his role to get the ball to Michael or Scotty. And that was the difference between the first run of championships and the second run. When you had Luke Longley and, and the guys that could, Bill Weddington, the guys that could hit that little elbow jumper, it was the triangle was unstoppable. But <laughs> teams weren't smart enough defensively or good enough defensively to force, you know, Cartwright to not give the ball to Michael Jordan. Right. And the Sun, the Suns did some interesting stuff in this game. Like they switched a lot, mm-hmm. um, like on the on that cross action. Uh, pa- they would pack the paint. Yeah, they packed the paint. They were they were jumping the passing lanes when it when it went to the middle from the wing. Like they they did a bunch of that stuff. Um, and uh, <laughs> what's funny is like is just watching this thing like. Man, Magic Johnson was bad at color commentary, guys. Oh, he was he was like <laughs> auditioning. It was like John Madden. It was John Madden levels of obvious stuff, right? And, and in particular, when contrasted with uh, Mike Fratello, who was you know, it was still very, very basic stuff, but it was very, it was it was at least relevant to what was happening. And uh, yeah, Magic, Magic commentated like he tweets. You got all these guys playing different guys. And they're not used to playing them, and then you can go to the boards on them because they're not used to boxing out. That's a fair, fair comparison. I mean, it was, it was, you know, obviously everyone loved Marv Albert at that time because he was in his prime and he, he had all the coin phrases. Um, yeah, and he remembered who the players like on the court were at the time. HIV, so like anytime you got to see Magic Johnson, it was like a sparkle. You know what I mean? Like, so oh, for sure, I'm pretty yeah. sure it wasn't about hey, is he really good? It was like. Hey, this is a basketball player who doesn't love Magic Johnson. And it's also Michael Jordan on the biggest stage of his career. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, in this, in this situation, it, it was just one of those scenarios, but like to go back on it, uh, the unsung hero and the, the strange thing, you know what I mean? I wish the season was still going on. Cause I see Adam, I see Mark West and Tom Chambers and those guys all the time at the Suns arena. It, it it's interesting to see guys like Richard Dumas, who was killing this entire series, not play in the fourth quarter of any of this, Insane. of any of this. Like he would be hot in the first half yeah. and then Paul Westfall would go away from him. And then uh, also another adjustment was that Dan Marley could not guard Michael Jordan. So the best defender was Kevin Johnson and, and Jordan Kevin would just Johnson go on top of MJ him. And him then the when they would send a double, Jordan would still go on top of them. Um, and it really just wasn't, I think the person who gave Jordan probably the most physicality or kind of ruffled his feathers was Danny Ainge. And then it's thrown away. 
Oh, Jordan and Ainge trash-talking. Ainge with his hands on Jordan. Jordan just told him, get your hands off me. Exactly. Now is heating up. This is a series now. Yeah, Danny, you know, Danny Ainge was a dickhead, man. <laughs> Danny Ainge was such an instigator. It was hilarious. Like, there were multiple – I mean, Trey, you were sending videos last night, right? There were multiple, uh, like, little, like, you know, I don't know, skirmishes or whatever, kerfuffles. Well, that one – that one would have been a double tech today. Yeah. yeah with yeah. him and M- Michael Jordan. And then they would have just spent the rest of the game. And this is where I think letting those guys play like they used to is a good thing. Because the rest of that game would have been, it would have just been Danny Ainge being like Pat Beverly trying to get another tech on Jordan. Yeah. The whole game. Yeah. No, that, that's absolutely what it would have been. Uh, you mentioned Richard Dumas. Man, this guy could hoop. Anthony and, Davis 1.0. And, and he was – and he would well, – wait, no, no, hold no, no. Look, hold you on, watch no, the first quarter on. of that game. Watch the first quarter of that game, and he was just destroying. And then, like you said, couldn't get back on the court. Played 25 minutes. Well, yeah, he wasn't playing fourth quarter. Any, like, Paul yeah. Westfall didn't trust him because he was a rookie. Right. But I don't know about Anthony Davis 1.0. Oh, no, no, I, I, that's a joke. I'm oh, just saying, okay. like, when you watch that <laughs> you say. watch that first quarter and you're like, was it a joke, Zach? Play. And then, you know, obviously <laughs> – it was nothing. Uh, we have to review the. We have to replay review. We have to replay yeah. review. It's a Larry David gift right here. Yeah. So he was uh, he, he was a 23 year old rookie. Uh, he was a second round pick in 1991, um, but he was suspended his what would have been his rookie year for substance abuse. Came back, um, played this year, then got suspended again. He went and played in Israel, or he went and played in Israel before his before his actual first season on the court in the NBA while he was suspended, um, and then uh, and then he and then he came back and he averaged fifteen a game as a rookie. Yeah, now nah, he was he was like he, he was, was rolling, man, he, man. and he was good. He had that one steal and then went around his back uh, against BJ Armstrong. Like he was yeah. hooping this game. Came down, steal this time by Richie Dumas. Oh, it's it's it. behind the back and hits on the drive. What a move by Richard Dumas. In my notes from watching this game last night, it says uh, Richard Dumas looked like one of the best players of all time in that first quarter. Like he just he, he was dominant and just it just looked easy. It was like, oh, wow, this is Jordan versus Dumas. Like if you didn't know any better, that's what the first quarter looked like of this it game. Drew, it, it drove me nuts how low they were catching passes like short corner, but below the block <laughs> oh, and trying to oh, create. God. It was so much up and under stuff. Like, Dumas had a crazy uh, hang dunk, right? That was, like, yeah. super below, almost baseline-ish. Like, he almost was out of bounds. And it, it was just it was just a wild scenario to look at. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, you meant, Zach mentioned his, you know, his, his situation of him struggling to, you know, remain as an NBA player. But he had tons of potential. I think the biggest... Uh, takeaway. I mean, the biggest underline of this of this series was Oliver Miller's rookie year, right? And a guy named DC Headley was telling us a story about how good Oliver Miller's hands were. Actually, that was Bob Young from the Athletic. Uh, how good Pig Miller's hands were, where he could strip the ball from guards, and he didn't get that call a lot because uh, he was a big man, and big men weren't supposed to reach. Wait, and he had Trey. a clean, yeah. Pig Miller is that a name? Pig Miller? Oh, no, 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 no. That's a different it's, it's, Miller. It's not. I mean, I'm sorry, Oliver Miller. Oh, yeah. Oliver Miller. Is not, there a Pig so, Miller? So there was Anthony. There was Anthony Pig Miller. <laughs> oh, no, there, 
He used to play with a yeah. toothpick in his mouth. Both big, both big Seriously, guys. He both played with big a toothpick. Guys, but I mixed them up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, both bigs. Oliver Miller is a little bigger. So, sorry. Correction. Oliver Miller was yeah. very, he had very underrated hands, <laughs> not as far as catching like a tight end or something, but he could actually rip uh, like smaller defenders. So he had a clean steal that kind of led to a transition. But it's one one story that they that Bob Young shared was that for for a while, that entire season, he would get, the whistle would be blown before he even attempted the steal. And Paul Westfall was just up in arms with the media and, 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 and ripping the referees about, you know, that he was capable of doing this. And, it, you know, it was one play he rips B.J. Armstrong, and I'm just like, I get it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it was clean. Yeah. And it reminds me, well, I don't want to give too much credit to Andre Drummond, but Drummond could do that sometimes. But... Yeah, he was, he was doing that early on, early too. Early on, career. yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And it was like... That's when uh, Ethan Strauss abandoned liking Anthony Davis and decided he was going to put all his effort into pumping up Andre Drummond. He did that for like half of his rookie season. He, uh, he likes to pretend he didn't, but he did. I was yeah, there. Yeah, so uh, let me let me go through this starting lineup really quick. So we had Barkley, Dumas, Wes, Marley, and KJ. And then on the Bulls side, we had Horace Grant, Scottie Pippen, Bill Cartwright, uh, BJ Armstrong, and Michael Jordan. Uh, the first sub coming off the bench for the Suns was Oliver Miller, which I didn't consider him a six man, but that's interesting because they had tons of like vet guys like Tom Chambers, Frank Johnson, uh, Danny Ainge, et cetera. You know what I mean? Like the bench was kind of deep on both sides. And then for the Bulls, I was shocked to see, I want to say Rodney McCray was the first guy off the bench. Yeah, he was the first guy off the bench. And yeah, you're right. They even mentioned like, he hasn't been very good this year. Hasn't played a lot. 17 games, a, a disappointing year. In fact, he himself says he feels his contribution has been zero. But yeah, the pace was up. Uh, deep outlets. Pace was up. Uh, Suns were throwing those long-ass outlet passes, even on makes. One thing that Phoenix has been doing, the long baseball pass, something that must be there in the scouting report. They can take advantage in transition after scores. Armstrong and KJ had a riff, like, a few times. Um, and I thought that was probably just me being a former point guard. I love the grittiness of that and like their roles. Obviously, KJ was the better of the two. BJ felt that KJ had elbowed him after that. BJ just threw him down on the ground. KJ tries to hold Trey, Trey, I remember just pushing off on guys for inbound passes all the time. Like, that's immediately what I thought of when I saw those two going at it. The fun fact of this year also, BJ Armstrong was an all star this season. So let's set up this game up a little bit. Uh, going into this game, into game four, they mentioned on the broadcast, 10 of the last 15 finals games were won by the road team. And every game in the series up to this point was won by the road game. Uh, Chicago won both games in Phoenix. And, uh, and then they went back to Chicago. They were doing the two, three, two format back then. They went back to Chicago. Phoenix won, uh, won game three. Uh, which was a crazy game. I believe they went three overtimes. Kevin Johnson played 62 minutes in that game. 62. Only took 24 shots in 62 minutes. Dave, what the hell? One three. One, right, one three. Well, that was the other thing. So Dan, that I noticed is Dan Marley, watching him play in this game, and obviously things are different when you got to guard Michael yeah, Jordan and yeah. everything, but watching him, like, I just remember, like, for whatever reason, I thought, like, I just remember him taking nothing but threes. Like, he was like Mirza Toledovic. And I'm like, and then I looked at the stats, I was like, all right, five a game. Like, five a game was a lot back then. It's a ton. Yeah, it was yeah. a ton back then, but I would like I just remember like everything being a three from him, and that's not exactly. the case. They shot 13 as a team, and I'm like, right. 
okay, like James Harden shoots that all the time now, but like that was like a big deal. They're like, I can't believe they took 13 threes. In game four, they only took 17 total, both teams. And, you know, Jordan had 55. Yeah, and yeah. Jordan took Barkley had a 30 yeah. point triple double, you know, yeah. it's it just but so in that game three, Marley was six of eight. Yeah. But then you watch this game four and you're like, well, no wonder he didn't get a lot of threes up because he was catch the ball, you know, at like 18 feet all the time. Right. Because they ran everything inside the circle. And so like he would be throwing post up like post entry passes to Mark West from 15 feet. Yeah, no, the the space, the space of this game is wild to watch, like watching watching things now. Um I had one other no. Oh, Jade, you just got to put this in there, but like, you know, Trey mentioned the the lineups and everything, but it just it never gets old hearing from North Carolina. Like when I watch this game and saw the intros, like I just that will never get old to me. It's it's beyond iconic. I felt eight years old again. That was my thing. It was just like you know me being uh, the anti Laker in my house. So you know, obviously the Lakers weren't playing in the finals anymore. So I I controlled the TV and <laughs> just being able to watch it and just like screaming yeah, at the man. TV and getting hyped every time. And I just really didn't understand the team complex of, of sharing the ball. I just wanted Michael to have the ball all the time. And same, man. And, and, and now I'm rooting for role players just because I'm such, <laughs> I watch it with a different eye now and I understand how important certain guys are. And, you know, I'm getting hyped off of Horace Grant being active on the O-Rebs and, you know, certain, oh, that, like he was, that a was beast, another bro. thing. Yeah, man, that was another thing is like, is, you know, the Suns were killing them with these long passes, uh, uh, even off makes, but off misses too. And I'm like, man, how is this open all the time? And then I'm paying attention. I'm like, oh, like they've got like four guys crashing the offensive boards in Chicago. Yeah, they had both bigs, Jordan and Pippen. And, you know, it's funny. I actually, in my notes here, Barkley got a, a, a defensive rebound in traffic. And then just in one move, like he lands with the rebound and he jumps again and turns and hits. I, I don't I think it was Kevin Johnson for a three quarter court layup. I mean, it was just it, it, one of the most insane passes I've ever seen from Charles Barkley, who was a pretty good passer. Um, and I forgot that pass even existed. Like it was it was really amazing to watch a guy with a hit ahead pass you know, 20 years, 25 years before it becomes a popular thing. Like now everybody does it. Everybody's looking up court, but Barkley doing that in traffic. I mean, it was like a pass you would expect from Lonzo ball. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I didn't, I didn't love his form. He threw some shit like off the shoulder. It it, it was like he'd never thrown a baseball before or something like that. Right. But it made it. It was like, it didn't have any like, like flair with it like a look like wow like if lebron made that pass he's gonna make it look so pretty and zip it like barkley was like okay he's a strong guy and he's i can't believe he just made this cross-court pass but, he was but he, he was, was throwing really stuff gross. like his shoulder didn't move yeah it was it was really nasty but he also was dealing with the, like an elbow injury that's why he had the heavy yeah, no, that's true, yeah. elbow situation um but yeah he was super explosive but not as aggressive as i wanted him to be i felt like he played amongst the offense, which I think was probably the most underrated thing through Bar- Barkley. Like, it was not ever forced. It was through team aspect. And here and there were a lot of dump-offs for him, and he would settle for, like, mid-range. But he didn't really exp- 
like show off his three point shooting as much. It was like a lot of 20 to 22 foot jumpers and stuff like that. Um, and oddly, Michael Jordan probably, I feel like he was probably the first person, the first big guard to implement just automatic low block stuff. Like he didn't even try to work off the perimeter. It's just like, okay, I got this guy on me. Let's throw it down here. And then we'll work from there. I can either set you up for a pass or I'm shooting a fadeaway, or I'm going to split these two guys. And then I'm going to just, just elevate over them and finish crazy. And, you know, uh, you know, just to, just to go back into, to reel back into the game and, and highlight some of the stuff from the first quarter, um, you know, early on, Jordan didn't really get it going. It was the rest. It was Horace Grant that got him started, you know, that got them on, you know, I mean, because the Suns had a, a, a early lead and they end up going yeah. on a 6 and 0 run um, to, to put the Bulls up 12-10. But Dumas, man, yeah, that, he was 5 for 6 early with 10 points. Yeah, they, they didn't yeah, go to that, Jordan a lot early, Dave. Like, it, it seemed like yeah. they were, it was maybe a little misdirection or just they didn't feel the need to force it. Or maybe it was one of those, not to call these guys Kendrick Perkins, but like, hey, let's get these guys involved before Mike takes over. Yeah. Right. Well, and that that's another Phil Jackson philosophy, right? He, he wants to get the whole team rolling. I think Jordan still had like 10 points in the first quarter or something. Because there's this thing, and, and and let me know if you guys saw it, but there was a point in this game where Jordan just said, Fuck this! I'm going to the hole every Rodney time. Rodney McCray, as soon as Rodney McCray checked in, right? Yep. Yeah. No, it was, yeah. It was it. You're he just made gonna, one jump like, and You're pass, just gonna have to stop. And that me. Rodney McCray yep. wasn't paying attention, and it went out of it bounds. Went off his hands. He didn't yep. even look at Rodney yep. McCray. He didn't acknowledge him anymore. He's just like, I'm not passing it anymore. Like, putting the move on Marley, changed his mind. Last touch by McCray. No, and Trey, there was. I think the next possession, the one after that, um, Rodney McCray got an offensive rebound or something, and he like kind of didn't know what to do with the ball. And Jordan's trying to like get the ball from it, and you could just you could, he was seething, like he was just like, "What do we? This yeah. is the finals. What are you doing? Make a decision. Do something with the ball." Yeah, like why is he even on the floor? Like, I mean, they even got times to like, you know, like uh, Dave mentioned that Jordan had ten. He was five for eight. And Barkley was three for five with six points. I mean, this is like you said, it was the Jordan versus Dumas show in the first quarter. One real quick thing on Dumas. So he made a couple of buckets early on. He got a dunk inside, um, you know, on a, on a play. And and so they, I want to say like the next player play after that, like I think he either had four or six points. And uh, and so then they isolated him against Scotty and it resulted in a shot clock violation. Right, Dumas against Pippen. Like it was just like like they were like, all right, this Dumas kid, he's oh, really cooking. Yeah. Let's that go, was, let's go get play. Scotty, and Scotty shut his ass about down six on like the, the left elbow or yeah, and right elbow, fi- and he finally and then, kicks it out. And like it was yeah, like maybe like Marley. Yeah, it was like two seconds. Marley's like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Right? Yeah, he threw him a grenade. Like it was just <laughs> they got a shot, and that's when it was like, oh right, Scotty Pippen. And Scotty, man, Scotty was killing the first quarter, Dave. Like he was so, like he was dominating both ends. Also, though, it's a good reminder that Scotty Pippen uh, offensively was not very good. I mean, like he would score plenty, and he averaged twenty one in this series. But that guy had no touch around the basket. If it wasn't a dunk, like good luck. It was there were there were some very easy uh, looks that he had, like within four or five feet, and it was just like. Just clanks. I, I don't know how you clank a shot from four feet away, but it was, I mean, it was like a long rebound. Pretty insane. Yeah. Uh, but defensively, I mean, he was a monster. And, and I, I, all I can think about 
because this is what, you know, kind of what we do is putting it in context of now and how different this game would be. Like Horace Grant would have been the five. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and oh, having Pippen as this as this super like almost like Kawhi is now where it's he's he's really a four because he's big enough and strong enough that he can handle the bigger guys. But he's also a monster. If you put him in, in isolation, like you're not just getting past him. Um, yeah, it was it was that was fun to watch when he actually did get switched on to on to Dumas or, or another big like I think he guarded Mark West a little bit. Yeah, he, yeah there he was a guard one through five. Yeah. 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 Oh, absolutely. There was a play. Um, Bill Cartwright had the ball at the three point line. He was wide open. And uh, and the crowd started to like make a little noise, and I was thinking, and part of me was like, "There's no way Bill Carter takes a three, right?" And then he doesn't. He just, but then I started thinking, like, "All right, what if he had Andrew Bynum this thing and taking that yeah, three? He's wide and open. then I was thinking, like, "Well, then he's the enforcer on that team. He would have had to punch himself in the face for taking that three pointer." <laughs> like, you know, it's funny though because all these guys they all tell stories about, oh, you know, Shaq could have shot threes. You know, Bill yeah. Cartwright could have shot threes. Man, he, that jumper is just no. so weird. God. No, it's so it's, the they, showed a, they showed a they showed a close up of him doing a fadeaway jumper that missed, and it was like, man, I don't, it looked like he was corralling a rebound in in reverse. Like, yeah, it any Bill Cartwright double pump free thing, throw form, it, man. It, it never sat right with me. Like yeah. you know, and and it had like a weird spin, but he had it figured out some. Some way, I mean. It, oh man, he was a he was a baller early in his career. Like he was a scorer. Yeah, he was getting twenty a game, easy. Yeah, man, San um, Francisco, great. There was a there was a uh, a play early on this game where Charles Barkley spins against Horace Grant, goes up for a dunk, gets blocked, and screams in the face of uh, referee Bill Oaks. Oh. And Bill Oaks almost almost teed him up, and then they you know gives the Suns a timeout, and then they went through this montage of like apparently Scottie Pippen threw a ball to Bill Oaks yeah. in the previous round against the Knicks, and he and he missed the ball, and so then he like teed up Scottie and threw him out of the game, and they were saying maybe he's you know the quick trigger is is a little gun shy or something like that, like they were really they got, they got on Bill Oaks though they were saying like yeah. pretty much like it was his mistake the last series like Pippen shouldn't have got tossed because uh, it was a missed call and things of that nature. But, you know, like I think players just had it out for him just because, you know, he wasn't, he was, he was missing tons of calls, I guess. Um, but I mean, I guess that happens and, and it, it comes with the territory of, of, of being one of the top referees at that time. Um, so the end of this first quarter was 31, 27. Uh, MJ struggled from the line early. Uh, and Denny Ainge did a good job. He subs in. And, you know, comes in and actually becomes immediately effective and, and, and helps the Suns go on a little run. Uh, but later on down the line in the second quarter, MJ is guarded by Dan Marley. Jordan is 9 for 13. He has 20 points. And the rest of the Bulls are 10 for 16 and has 20 points. So in that quarter alone, um, yeah, it, was, it was crazy because, you know, I mean, for, for your supporting cast to be that efficient. They just knew their role. They didn't really go. They didn't. They didn't go out of you know, you know, guys that sub in and become like a in the plus minus factor or a negative. They knew what they were supposed to do: get the ball to Mike or you know, find guys in the low block to finish. And and Horace Grant and Scottie Pippen were were throwing it down with authority. Yeah, Dave. Uh, so in the second quarter, there's a play where MJ drives again. He gets fouled by Tom Chambers. He he makes a layup and he stares down Tom Chambers. And then he gets to the rack again and, and gets a layup. He gets a rack again. He gets fouled. And so uh, and so Magic starts talking 
uh, on the commentary. He's saying like he's saying, you know, Phil Phil Jackson had challenged Mike to get to the basket more in this game, and that and he's like, I read in the paper a columnist. Uh, a reporter said that MJ had lost a step and couldn't finish at the rim anymore. It blew me away. <laughs> and then I wrote, my note is, hashtag wash goat? Is this, wash was this goat. the wash goat era? Were they saying Jordan was done? Uh, you know, Year 10, couldn't do it anymore? That, like, what was this? Isn't that funny, though? Like, what was he, 31? Yeah. 93? No, he's 30. 30, he's 30. Yeah. And And it was expected that it was the downside of his yeah, career. Yeah, man, that's nuts. Uh, and then he was the best player in the league until he was 38. Yeah, 37, right? 38. Five years like later? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we've seen this now a second time, right? right. Like LeBron's <laughs> the only guy. Uh, you know, so I guess I get it. Betting on these guys kind of being washed uh, makes a lot of sense. At 30, though, it's, it's kind of wild, um, especially given the current context. But... Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that. I remember the era of, well, Jordan, you can't win with Jordan. Jordan can't right. win. He puts up numbers, but not a winning basketball player when they were getting stomped by the Pistons. Like, I remember that. I remember my dad trying to piss me and my friend off one day because uh, we were talking about how, oh, Michael's the greatest. Michael's the greatest. And this must have been like when he came back. So I, th- so I think this is like okay. around 95 or something like that. And, and I remember my dad going, he couldn't guard Jerry West. And we were like, what are you talking about? And I just remember my dad like smiled right. and walked out of the room. Like he just threw this, <laughs> threw this grenade into the middle of the room and walked away. Like it was somebody, he was like just absolutely trolling us. He's like, he couldn't guard Jerry West at all. Your your dad would have been great on Twitter. Oh my God, my dad. Right? <laughs> my dad should stay yeah. away from all social media. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, like I, I remember, so I remember this stuff. And then he, you know, in the finals, he averages 41 points a game. Yeah. Clearly yeah. not. Couldn't do it know. anymore, man. Didn't lose his. He uh, he he man. He went full steam at Dan Marley in the second quarter. Crossed him up and, and went up for a dunk. And Danny Ainge tried to block him from like the side or something like that. And I'm like, Danny, why are you jumping? Like Danny was Danny. Danny, Danny is crazy. Oh, he almost he almost injured Barkley in this game because he like was flailing right. trying to he, he was flopping like crazy by the way. Oh yeah. I want I want an inside I need a story. That's where Marcus Somebody Smart get Jay King. Learned it from it. Somebody get Jay King on this because I'm pretty sure Marcus Smart has been to the Danny Ainge school of flopping. There was a there was a possession where he had the ball on the wing and Pippen and Jordan both took turns swiping at the ball and he's there acting like he's getting hit the entire time and then on the replay you can see their hands don't touch him once and he's just like flailing trying to draw a a foul call and then he misses a layup and falls down right underneath the basket and charles barkley's legs charles barkley then falls over him and that would have been you know obviously a wrap for phoenix even though they wound up losing anyway they would have had no shot without barkley and yeah all i could think the entire time was man danny Ainge should not have been playing he was the worst player on the court for a, even with uh, Roddy McRae, <laughs> well, all right, hold on. All right, yeah, you we shit on Danny Ainge quite a bit. Right. Roddy McRae was all he kinds was of terrible. All right, halftime <laughs> report today, March eighteenth, nineteen ninety-five. Michael Jordan releases Wait. "I'm Back." Uh. Also, today, March eighteenth, nineteen ninety, Coach K becomes Coach K becomes the coach of Duke. So. Now we're moving. What year? You said what? What year? 1990. I mean, not, not, yeah, 1990, I think. 
Wasn't he? No, no not, not, not 1990. No. Uh, 80? 80. 80, sorry. Okay. 80. All right. I'm a glass yeah, yeah. sorry. Nineteen eighty, but that's right. Wash tray, wash tray, hashtag wash tray. (laughs) But I have a couple notes from the I'm back situation, uh, which is kind of funny, you know, moving into the future since we're in ninety three. Phil Jackson told the Bulls front office that he wanted every single member of that championship team of ninety three to be gone, and those who were remaining was B.J. Armstrong. Will Perdue and Scottie Pippen. And during that time of the 94 seasons, uh, during the trade deadline, Scottie Pippen publicly opens up about wanting to be traded. And he's leading the team in all categories at this particular time. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Michael Jordan's playing his best potential uh, career, uh, putting up his career numbers in, in, in spring league baseball for the Scottsdale Scorpions and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it's in, and it's on his way to being called up by the Chicago White Sox when um, he decides to issue a letter and joins the Bulls. Yeah, so I so the connection for me on Michael Jordan's retirement is it happened on my sister's birthday. Her, her birthday's October sixth. Okay, and so I I remember for whatever reason, just be, I mean, I was pissed, right? I was so mad. Uh, but I remember like hating my sister's birthday for a couple years after that because like as an 11 year old me I was so so angry that he retired on her birthday for some reason it was just a weird it was connection her fault. to make it was her fault right exactly um but I was just looking it up he retired a month before the first game of the season yeah a month October 6th and the first game they played that season was November 5th yeah think about that today think about like if we go into like if we had a normal season, we weren't coronavirus, right? And we had a normal season, like LeBron, was like, like in cool. September cool. retires. He's like, ah, you know what? I think I'm done. The takes, like that's wild. Here, here's here's a highlight. Jordan's this is this is this is in the newspaper. Jordan's next step may be major, right? February first oh, to oh, February seventeenth. Like Michael Jordan, the baseball prospect. So it was only sixteen days. It lasted. Where the the <laughs> hype of him being an actual you know force in the MLB, yeah, didn't last that long, right? Then Scottie Pippen from February 10th to February 23rd goes on to talk to ESPN's J.A. Adande that he wants he he would probably not return. He had three years on his deal, by the way, three years left, Ooh. and getting this off. Like, yeah, I want to be traded, you know. You know, that uh, Jerry Colangelo publicly, openly wanted him in Phoenix. Now, in 2020, you'll get fined for that to say, like, yeah, we want to get Scottie Pippen. Yeah. You know, but. It's tampering, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> J.A. Right. refers to a near trade that would have sent Scottie Pippen in a package for Sh- Sean Kemp. Oof. Now, during that time, the Sonics were also pursuing Horace Grant. Could you imagine that defensive front of Pippen, oh my God. Horace Grant, Nate McMillan, and Gary Payton? Hey. That's nasty. Yeah, it's just so, and that's and that's another thing. The All Star Game was held in Phoenix in 1995. Yeah, uh, he was the 89th highest paid player. He had signed his deal way before the TV bump. So he kind of pretty much got played in that. He was watching all these. Oh, he and he missed, he missed out, out on, on money so much for money. Oh, yeah, time. like he always signed at the wrong time. So like 
But I mean, you, when you think about it, all those dudes were underpaid, like Jordan and all those dudes. Like, think about the WGN. WGN was showing all Bulls games nationwide. Yeah, man. I watched I lived in every Richmond game. and I watched yeah. every yeah. damn game, you know? Like, I was telling somebody that last night. So, uh, he was last among the five players selected to all NBA first team that year. This is Pippen. He was fifth on his own team, trailing Ron Harper, BJ Armstrong, Tony Kukoc, and minor league outfielder Michael Jordan, who remained on the team's payroll at around four million. So MJ still was getting bread while he was retired. <laughs> Mike, yeah, he was... yo, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, Reinsdorf tried to calm the situation by paying Pippen three million that was due to him later in that deal, but Pippen still wanted out. Trade me or trade Kraus, Pippen said in January. Like all this is going on. So public. Like nothing's hidden. Uh, Phoenix was trying to put together a package for Scotty Pippen for Dan Marley, who was an all-star at the time. Pippen said playing for the Suns would be paradise playing with Charles <laughs> Barkley. I'd take Scotty in a minute, Barkley said. <laughs> This is amazing. But not not only amazing just because of how quickly he would get hit with the biggest tampering fine in NBA history now, but also that the Bulls have had awful ownership for the entire oh, yeah. run, and they just got lucky that they got Michael yeah. Jordan. I've yo, I've said this, Dave. Like, other than when the greatest player of all time was on their was in their franchise, and then like two Derrick Rose years, this team has been bumbling for decades. So Dan Marley gives his piece. It's unbelievable. Dogs. He was so upset by trade rumor by the Suns owner Jerry Colangelo that he had a he had personally uh, personally attacked him pretty much. You know what I mean? At that point, a week later, the source of the Pippen Marley talks was revealed. It was Scottie Pippen. I started the rumor. <laughs> Yo, this is great, man. What is this from Trey? What are you uh, reading this is from? NBC Sports Chicago. Oh, so that's so amazing. Scotty Pippen was so thirsty to be on the Phoenix Suns. Did you know that top performers in business and sports often attribute their success to their morning routine, whether it's waking up early, setting their goals for the day, exercise, meditation? Not everyone has the time to do it all, guys. With Hydrant, you can jumpstart your mornings. Do you know that 75% of us are walking around everyday everyday life chronically dehydrated? Dave, you're dehydrated right now. I'm dehydrated. Trey, you drink a bunch of water. You're probably fine. But I know I know Jade's not drinking water. That's 75% of us right there. Dehydrated. You want to kick that coffee habit, but you're worried about your energy levels. You feel you need that pick-me-up in the morning to avoid the morning sluggishness and that midday slump? Make sure you're hydrated. Hydrant creates flavored electrolyte packets you mix directly into your water to make hydrating your body easy and delicious. Each rapid hydration mix has four essential electrolytes your body needs. Sodium, potassium, magnesium, and zinc. They help you hydrate quickly and stay hydrated all day. It's backed by research. Hydrant, its formula, was developed by Oxford scientists to provide perfectly balanced, efficient hydration. No synthetic colors, no artificial sweeteners, none of that crap. The formula is vegan. You can choose between three different flavors of a variety pack. It starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply, but you can save even more with a monthly subscription. Guys, guess what? For 25% off your first order, you go to drinkhydrant.com and enter the promo code BTB, like back-to-back, BTB at checkout. That's drinkhydrant.com, 
promo code BTB for 25% off your first order. Drinkhydrant.com, enter promo code BTB. That's how you do it, Jade. And we're back in time. Good. All right. Literally the best, the best in the business. That was just, just yeah, incredible. Now, I, I, even though I'm hydrated, I still might need more hydration, Zach. Thank still you. Still might, yeah. yeah. So you made me thirsty. I actually am very thirsty reading this. <laughs> yeah. Bulls teammate Steve Kerr admitted that he heard Pippen mention the trade to a Chicago reporter a few days before the All Star break, hoping the rumor would spread. Kurt mentions, I just laughed about it. Scotty is starting his own trade rumor, but Scotty was not laughing. He said this was a wasted season. It all started last summer when they tried to trade me behind my back. They never came to me about it, and then they lied to me. When I asked them about it, I was so upset, I hardly worked out. I did not report to camp in good shape, and things just got worse. Now I see what Michael went through when he first came here. He said he sacrificed a lot of his game to make his teammates better, I'm sacrificing in some areas for the same reasons, but not getting the same result because we no longer have as much talent. Guess what, Scotty? You're not Michael. The biggest loss was Horace Grant, who guided his own departure from the Bulls that summer before. Bill Cartwright, John Paxson, and Scott Williams were gone too, as was Jordan, and looking more like a legitimate baseball player every day. The impact of losses showed Pippen was playing spectacular basketball and would become the second player in league's history to lead his team in total points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks. But his patience was shot. Most infamously on January 24th against the Spurs, when two quick technicals led to Pippen heaving a chair onto the court on his way to the locker room, Pippen had one final shot at a trade before February 23rd deadline. On February 22nd, the Bulls were a game under 500 and four and six in a month, and the team, including Pippen and Jackson, were splintering. The Pippen trade talks continued this time with the Clippers. The details of the trade deferred depending on the source and the day, but multiple first-round draft picks. The Clippers were taking the offer seriously. Uh... Elgin Baylor and Andy Roser were trying on the deadline to get in touch with Pippen, who was in Miami for a game the next day against the Heat, and enjoying drinks at a hotel. <laughs> listen, he, <laughs> listen, he was enjoying drinks at a hotel bar with Kukoc and Harper. Harper, who left the Clippers to come to the Chicago Bulls, had likened his time there and compared it to uh, had compared it to a jail stint. That's crazy. Jeez, man. Playing for the Clippers is like going to jail? Jesus. Yeah, back then. I mean, it sounds like, guys, it sounds like Scotty was trying to make a dash, but no one dashes like DoorDash, man. You can't go out and get food anymore. You got you gotta you gotta stay in. You gotta stay quarantined. And DoorDash will get you whatever you want. Restaurants are still doing takeout, restaurants are still doing delivery. They deliver through DoorDash, and DoorDash can get you, man. Thousands and thousands and thousands of restaurants. There are over 310,000 restaurant partners in 4,000 cities with DoorDash. Get your favorite, favorite pizza joint, get a burger, get some sushi, get some Thai food, get some Indian food, whatever you want. DoorDash will find it for you. Uh, it's the easiest app to use. You open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat. Your food will be delivered to you wherever you are. Couldn't be easier. Door-to-door delivery in all 50 states, Puerto Rico, Canada, Australia. You can order from your local go-tos or choose your favorite national restaurants. Chipotle, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A, Cheesecake Factory, whatever you want. NBA loves Cheesecake Factory. You can get anything you want. You never have to worry about your next meal with DoorDash. Right now, 
our listeners, guys, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and you enter the code BACK, B-A-C-K. That's $5 off your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BACK. Don't forget, that's code BACK for 5 bucks off your first order with DoorDash. I can't believe the Bulls were 30 and 30. That's crazy. I, I, I mean, obviously, I, I kind of, as a little, Man, as, a, I, as a kid, I, my, loyalty, my loyalty switched. Yeah. I, was, I was more Orlando Magic in 94. Because oh, I was, Shaq was, I was all about Penny. I was all about Penny oh, at yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Jordan was gone, like I had to find another player, and Penny was that guy. But just seeing that, you know, the Bulls were thirty for thirty, uh, and that Michael Jordan had became a free agent March first, and that if he would, if Pippen would have been traded to the Clippers, he probably would have never came back. But that Pippen remained on the team, it allowed him to go to the Berto Center and work out and practice with the guys. And the rest was history. Yeah. Well, he would have come back, but it would have been for the Knicks, right? Nah, he said he he said uh, he said he would have still been golfing. I mean, once the suspension was over, right? He was coming back. Oh wait, are, are we not allegedly? Allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. Right? I mean, he was he was going to play for the Knicks. Maybe that was that was always my assumption. Maybe I don't know, man. I think it was Woo. based on a. I think it was based on a conversation. Uh, I mean, more so the deal getting done because I think that's when mm -hmm. it started implementing the thirty million a year. Right. Uh, all right, let's get back to this game. Uh, although, man, that, Trey reading that makes me—I just wish they'd allow tampering full full bore. It's not like that's so fun. Him saying Phoenix would be paradise—that's so much fun. Um, Fifty-eight sixty-one, Zach. Halftime. Fifty-eight sixty-one at halftime. Uh, third quarter. Um, Third quarter was even. I mean, the second half was even. Really, like the the Bulls outscored them by three points in the second half uh, total, and um, MJ was ridiculous. Like MJ had twenty two of his fifty five in the second half. Like he didn't slow down. Uh, he had two good games in this game. Like that's that's how good he was. And you mentioned you mentioned earlier, uh, Barkley had a thirty point triple double. He finished with thirty two points, twelve rebounds, ten assists. Um, Dave, like it, it was funny watching Barkley because like whenever they took. You know, whenever they took Horace out and they, you know, so they'd switch Pippen on, and, you know, we talked about Pippen guard one through five, but whenever they did that, they put Barkley in the post and, and like said, all right, Pippen wants to bang, he can bang, and Barkley would score on him, like relatively easy, which is not, not easy to do, obviously. This is a pretty good game if, if you just don't remember how good Barkley was to watch i yeah. think um it, it's pretty it's pretty indicative of of who he was i mean he had a great rebounding game great passing game and then just his ability to score inside he has such a nice touch uh i mean just like a one step finger roll almost in the post which you know when when, when we talk about the death of the post up we don't talk about the death of the skill in the post enough and it's pretty clear Charles Barkley was a complete basketball player. This game, he just showed everything. And being able to post up Scottie Pippen, despite, you know, I mean, Barkley was what, 6'4? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. You know, if, you know, like generous 6'5. List, listed at 6'6. Six, six. Sure. And, and and Pippen was 6'7 and, and long. And uh, Barkley really just got whatever he wanted. Uh, so the second half was when Ainge and, and MJ really started going at it. Like that, like Trey. That's when. That's when. Like these. These two. Like Ainge was just trying to get under his skin, like absolutely trying to get under his skin and and finding ways to irritate. Michael him. Michael pointed him, pointed in his face, and called him a boy. It did. 
Like if you if you're just gonna if you're just gonna disrespect, just go for it. Yeah. Just, just go 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 all in disrespect. And you know, it wasn't it wasn't guys weren't being suspended for game. They were letting them tussle for a little bit and just going back out there and let them cool down. Mike was a close talker when he got mad. Mike would get right in your face. He, yeah, did he it never to, backed down. No. The referees too. Yeah, oh god, yeah. I mean, he he was like almost making chest to chest contact at times. It may may have actually made some contact. In a way that you just can't get, you could not get away with that now. Not like that. No. This is very intimidating, like watching it, uh, imagining like being a referee and having Michael Jordan screaming in your face. Yeah, and, and I'm thinking back too to like that trailer that just came out or that clip of Last Dance that came out where it's, it's Scott Burrell, right? And mm-hmm. Mike is just eviscerating oh, his teammate. And he, and he even him. says in the thing, he's like, he's like, I needed to know. That you could, if you couldn't handle that, like I have no use for you. Yeah, if you couldn't handle it in practice, yeah. how are you gonna how are you gonna step up when it's right. you know game six of the NBA finals? And it, it's almost like he was putting the refs through that. Like, <laughs> I dare you to make a call against me in the fourth quarter. <laughs> right. Oh, and then you know the the last play of the game, you know he winds up getting his call. I mean, he shot what eighteen free throws in this game. Yeah, shot eighteen um, free throws. So there were the, like the last minute is pretty spectacular. Um, there's a. There's a, a cross-court pass that Barkley picks off. He gets it to KJ. KJ gets it out to to Dan Marley on the break. And Scottie Pippen, just incredible hands. Uh, he and Mike are back. Mike's going up for the block. Pippen reaches in, knocks the ball out of bounds, right? Here comes Johnson. He has Marley. Marley is stripped. Dan Marley was stripped. Um, I think it's a three-point game at this point. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think, I think yes. the Bulls are up. That was great hands or Bulls, by, are, by, Bulls up by two. Pimp. Yeah, Bulls, Bulls are up two. Yeah, yeah, Bulls up two with like forty seconds left, um, and then and then Bulls are up three. I believe one hundred six, one hundred four with a minute and, and one second left. Yeah, so so I, I've got it. I've got to rewound to this point right now. Uh, we're at thirty nine point four seconds, and the Suns are inbounding against uh, against the Bulls. And KJ's inbounding, and um, and just watching like the intensity of this. Uh, they're trying to get the ball to Barkley. Pippen's on him. Pippen's just harassing him, right? Like orbiting him perfectly on in the post, and he knocks the ball out of bounds uh, with about 33 seconds left. And the Suns, like, man, the Suns just wet the bed here. You got two mismatches here for Phoenix. You got Charles Barkley. Either go to the post and go to him, or I would take John Chamber, draw Kyle right out and go at him. If you think about it, like the road team has been winning and they inbound to KJ. KJ misses it. BJ Armstrong gets the steal because KJ just couldn't handle the ball. Um, and get the uh, ball to Michael. Yeah, get the ball to Mike. And uh, and Mike just Mike's got it isolated here. They double back to BJ. BJ gets to him and he attacks before the double can come. Right now, there is a seven-second disparity between the shot clock and the game clock. Jordan, yes. You know, it would have been better for Charles to foul him all the way. Bounces off Barkley, foul. gets that, uh, gets like the little floater, gets the foul. We get that iconic two fists in the air. EJ comes and, you know, 
pulls on the jersey to like calm him down, say go shoot your free throws or some bullshit like that. I don't know. I don't know what BJ was doing there. That was also bad on Barkley. Came up, he came up off the ground. Like, yeah. if maybe if he stays flat, he takes the charge. But he had verticality. I, he 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 was there in time, and he he went up straight. I think nah, it was a bad. It leaned, was a bad call. It was a bad call. It was a play on. It was a play on. Yeah, especially Jordan, yeah, Jordan yeah. hits the. But like, hits the Mike's bucket. the only guy getting that call, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And and, I mean, this is a pretty good example. If you want to compare the refereeing back then to now, I would say that the superstar calls being being reined in quite a bit is a huge improvement. I mean, combined Barkley and and Jordan shot 33 free throws in this game. Yeah, but that's one James Harden game. (laughs) That is true. (laughs) It's it's funny, man. Like there's all these like all these shots of uh, of, you know, of of Mike in. uh uh, getting double teamed and stuff. They're swarming him, right? They're swarming. I'm just like, really? James Harden's never seen this. He's never, never seen a double no, team we before. We never, <laughs> never seen a double team in the NBA. <laughs> we never, we didn't see it three years ago. Um, and so that's even though there was a Hall of Famer yeah. also on the court. You yeah. know, we've never seen it. Only Harden. It's the only time it happens. Um, yeah, and then this was this was basically cooked it right. Like the the Bulls. We're going to lose Game Five at home, they're, so they're up three-one in this in this series. Uh, sorry, and, and sorry, nobody had ever lost a three-one lead at this point. That's not in the finals. So funny story about this, right? Because they end up doing they won it four-one, right? Yeah, yeah. No, no, so, no. Four, four-two. It went four, six. It went six. Yeah, and they won in Phoenix, right? Yep. So got a chance to meet Horace Grant two years ago. And he tells us this story about them, this series. He says, everybody's bringing their stuff, like packing their things, thinking they're going to come back to Chicago and like they're going to play seven. Michael gets on the bus. Well, he gets on the plane, actually, the team plane with a backpack. And guys are looking at him like he's crazy. Like he only has like his shoes and stuff like that. And they're like, Michael, why aren't you packed for, you know, another game? And he's like, this is it. <laughs> and Horace Grant was just like, yo, he's just the baddest MF like yeah. ever. After that, this is when they and I and I and I found this out during NBA Cares. It was him and Gary Payton, but he was telling us this, and it was just kind of just mind blowing to hear that Michael Jordan's confidence was just like, it's just no way like I'm I'm letting this go to seven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we're we're putting this out. Yeah, this is over. This um, is it. Like I'm putting it to bed. I gotta go to Vegas. Well, the thing is, I never felt like he was going to lose. And I mean, this went six games, so obviously he did he did lose. But I never felt like he was going to lose, like in the moment yeah. Oh, yeah, when you no. watched him. Yeah, because um, he could always just for some reason he was just always able to turn it on and get whatever he needed. Like like this game where he just decided, you know what, going to the basket every time. Well, and he's just nobody's ever been able to do that like him. Yeah, Dave, he did really fall off in game five though. Uh, he had 41 points on 16 to 29 shootings. Yeah, Which, you know, coming just, down from 55, you know, he scored 14 fewer points. Like, I mean, the, the real problem is, you know, he just didn't have any help. <laughs> didn't have any it help. was him. <laughs> it was him and Scottie Pippen, and then it was like, "Hey, BJ, can you hit a shot yeah. today?" And then he fell off even more in the elimination game. You know, thir- only 33 points, eight rebounds, seven assists in Game Six when they won. Trey, you you mentioned like how you only wanted Jordan to score, and, like you appreciate role players way more. I remember being pissed that Mike didn't get the final shot, that John Paxson got the shot in John game six. Paxson. Really? I, I remember being mad because I wanted Mike to win it. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think I was just happy. And I was that, also eleven, like you know. But it, <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah. I was just happy that he won. You know, I mean, I really personally didn't care at that particular time because all those were my guys. Like I could name every single guy that was on there. Like Daryl Walker was a part of that team, and it's just like it's hilarious because like. I just imagine Daryl Walker as a Washington bullet. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like James Edwards, like Michael got a lot of guys rings. Yeah. Like, like they're, they could do appearances for the rest of their life. Judd Bushler, Jason Caffey, like certain guys that you will remember. Like I remember Jason Caffey was known for like a reverse dunk. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Randy Brown, like he made guys like that notable cool, like that Randy, we would never. Randy Brown, like Sacramento they, Kings legend. Yeah, he was a defensive guy, but he got guys paid just yeah. for being a part of those teams. You know what I mean? Like they could have been Alex Caruso or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Like, but Ran- Randy Brown was one of those. Was one of the early guys. He was like built like like a thick Robert Pack. You know, he was just like this guy is lifting weights too much for a basketball player. Man, guys were you know Brad Sellers. shoulders. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like you, you, know, I, you, I just looked up because I was like, I want to see how many rings he got for Rodney McRae. And they, this is the last year Rodney McRae one played in the league and two uh, played for the Bulls. Obviously, it was the only year he played with Mike. Um, and I was like, I'll oh, see how many rings he got. And he just has the one championship for his career. But I looked; it says two time All Defense. I was like, two time All Defense. This guy came in scared in the yeah. '80s. He won. He was two time All Defensive Team. Like listen, in the '90s, it, yo, it was man. a different ball game. He seen Tim Hardaway. He seen. He seen them. He seen them. The real dogs coming at him. And was like, I'm cool. By the way, I, those four minutes we watched him play were the only four minutes he played to get that ring. There you go. Hey, he Mike had enough. Mike, he, earned it. he earned it. And he it did. wasn't a freebie. He, he did trade because you know how he earned it is. I think he pissed Mike off to where Mike was like, Nope, I got to do this myself tonight. We got Rodney McRae out here. Like it's gonna be one of those days. Uh, Rodney McRae scored 9,000 points in his career. Huh? Go. Rodney yeah, absolutely. Got himself a ring. How about that? Uh, all right. That's going to do it for this edition of the Basket Buds. Uh, thanks to Trey. Thanks to Dave. Thanks to Jade. Uh, unfortunately, Waz had to cut early. Uh, couldn't couldn't join us. But uh, we're going to try to do more of these. If you want to submit uh, games for us to watch, find a full game on uh, on. On YouTube, and we'll do it. We got a list of them. We're gonna try to make some uh, some fun games happen uh, for however long this uh, extended uh, extended you know thing is, where I may murder my dog because he keeps barking at this cat that's across the street. So, there you go. <laughs> I I know that French bulldog voice. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, uh, so keep subscribed to the Athletic and keep subscribed to the to the Back to Back podcast. <laughs>